Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will Hey, Andrew. Hello there, Edwin. Today, I want to talk about something that I don't normally like to talk about. Okay. I I'm wanna, intrigued. I want to talk about fear. You want to talk about fear? Specifically, I want to talk about the fear of death. You know, when you say death, that is something that nobody likes to talk about. Nobody likes to talk about it. So they're going to really enjoy this conversation (laughs) from Psalm 13. Psalm 13. And I'm going to be reading from the New King James Version today. All right. So now with that wonderful, cheery introduction. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long will my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and hear me, O Lord my God, enlighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemy say, I have prevailed against him. Lest those who trouble me rejoice when I am moved. But I have trusted in your mercy. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. It's just, I know, we, we got to get to the end of the psalm later on in our, in our week. But, but to start from the depths of how long, O oh Lord, right? And then to end with the heights, the joy of singing. Sure. You know, it, it ends in a good place. And then to find in the middle... The fears. Yeah, a couple of fears, and then we're going to talk about those. And so looking at verse 3, Consider and hear me, O Lord my God, and lighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. So I don't remember where I read this. This is years and years ago. I probably could look up something that I've written or preached on in the past and find who said this, because I'm sure I quoted him sometime, but I I can't remember that right now. But it's something that's always stuck with me. And that is that in many of the Psalms, we are seeing life in the interim. Life in the interim. Life of. in the interim, in the moment between, the interim of when God gives his promise okay. and God grants his promise. So we were talking about that yesterday, that there's about a 15-year time span for David from when Samuel the prophet anoints him as the next king of Israel and when Saul actually perishes and... David assumes the throne. Yeah. And, and even then, 15 years. 15 years. And if I understand it right, at age 30, he gets to be king over Judah, but it's still a couple of years before the kingdom is united and mm-hmm. the northern kingdom, Benjamin and the rest of the tribes, actually also anoint him as king. So so even then, we, we've got this lengthy period of time, and that's very likely when this psalm was written mm-hmm. because it's, it, you know, it's what fits. And I think here in these middle sections, we see the fears that play on God's saint when living in the interim. Mm. We, we see these fears. And the very first one you've already highlighted, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lord God, I need you to hear me because if you don't, I'm going to die. It's so interesting when you talk to uh, saints who are advanced in years and sometimes they'll tell you things like i'm ready Mm. 
I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm ready for what's next. And, you know, maybe they'll talk about how they've outlived many of their friends and acquaintances. Maybe they'll be mindful of a lot of the pains and discomforts, you know, that, that each day has its own sort of trials because of their advanced age, because of their health. But they say, I have no fear in meeting the Lord. I've been serving the Lord all my life. I'm, I'm not afraid. I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, I have not had many conversations like that with saints who are youthful. Right, right. <laughs> you talk to younger people that uh, have lots of friends and family and plans for the future and all those kinds of things. They don't want to talk about death at all, not even on the radar. But here are events transpiring around David when death is a very possible reality, certainly the cloud of it overhanging him. Uh, because of this pursuit of Saul or whatever enemies, probably Saul, right? Uh, and 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 he wants to be not uh, bring me peace with death, but he does look for peace. He does want to be it says enlighten my eyes. He's looking for some hope here. Yeah, lift me up. Do something about this. Otherwise, I'm going to die. Again, we said this yesterday. We don't know exactly when this psalm was written, but man, a, a episode in David's life where it really fits well is in 1 Samuel chapter 27 and verse 1, where David, and and I really think it was a low point during that 15-year period where he says, man, if I stay here in Israel, Saul's really going to be successful at killing me. So he goes and hides among the Philistines. Saul does quit seeking him. And I'm sure there's more than one way to look at that, and somebody might disagree with me on seeing this as a low point in David's life, but I certainly don't see that that choice in 1 Samuel 27 is is the height of his faith in God and his height of his faith in God's promises. But I will say, if I tie that episode together with this psalm, there's something here that gives me a little bit of hope. Mm-hmm. You mentioned yesterday how what we have here are inspired prayers. Mm-hmm. And as uncomfortable as some of the verbiage in this prayer makes me, God has brought this into the scripture for me to be able to see in these moments, what can I do? Mm-hmm. And and here's David possibly at a weak moment. I mean, here's a this is the guy who stepped out onto the battlefield as a youth saying, look, God has delivered me from lions. He's delivered me from bears. He'll deliver me from this giant. Yet something is going on right now. And he's a little bit worried that, I mean, God, you, you haven't delivered me from this enemy yet. Why not? I, you, please do it. Otherwise, I am going to die. Boy, I, you know, when you, even as you said that, it occurs to me that there is a difference between a moment when I understand that, that this is a moment. Okay, when, when I go to fight the bear or the lion or even Goliath, uh, win, lose, or draw, this is going to be resolved relatively Pretty quickly. quickly. Yeah, Pretty quickly, point, right? Point. Okay, versus the 15 years with Saul— I guess what I'm getting at is the grind, that while we might have faith for a moment and for an episode, what can test that faith is this, it's like attrition, right? It's this ongoing, where's the deliverance, this constant threat or fear of death. Uh, you know, it, it, boy, that's tough. That is tough. And and I come back to, okay, that's that's in the context of David's life where the psalm might fit, but now in the context of the psalms, as we've seen the, the valley that he went through for about eight psalms and then victory, and now yeah, we're back in the valley again uh-huh. with, with these psalms. I guess one of the things I want to come back to is that while on the one hand, I want to say, 
David's fear of death, if the psalm and this moment in 1 Samuel go together, or even if it's two different moments, I think his fear of death was unnecessary given God's promise to him of the throne. Mm. But it, it does give me some comfort to recognize that there are times when I'm fearing death. Yeah. And I typically want to tell myself I, sh- I shouldn't feel that way. Death should be, you know, like a, a long-awaited friend because I'm going to go into the arms of Jesus. And I do believe that. And and I want to stress that the fear of death is unnecessary. But like you said yesterday, I can pretend I never have it, but sometimes I do. Yeah. What do I do with that? Well, and that's what I was going to ask. When, when he says, enlighten my eyes, he is appealing to the Lord uh, for some relief here, for some encouragement. It's interesting. I had a little marginal note in my Bible, this idea of enlightening the eyes, pointing me back to uh, 1 Samuel 14, uh, which is actually where Saul has made a kind of a, a foolish vow about he doesn't want any of his soldiers to eat anything, right, until they go and get their victory. Of course, his son Jonathan doesn't know that. And you actually read in 1 Samuel 14, verse 29, but Jonathan said, My father has troubled the land. Look now how my countenance has brightened because I tasted a little of this honey. How much better if the people had eaten freely today of the spoil of their enemies, which they had found. And this idea of, uh, you know, enlightened is, I guess, this idea of brightened. He took a little bit of that honey and uh, it improved his disposition. It improved his attitude. It improved his strength to where he could overcome. Yeah, it's a strengthening and give me strength, strengthen me, enlighten my eyes, take my eyes. I, I read somewhere the idea that here's a person that is weeping and sad. And so now what you've got is puffy eyes, reddened, darkened eyes. Ah. And it's the idea of remove some of this sorrow, okay. remove some of this stress so that my eyes aren't that kind of puffy, uh, clouded, but clear and enlightened so I can see clearly and enjoy life and be strengthened and uh, so again, I'm I'm kind of holding two things in my hands here as I as I'm wanting to walk through this psalm because I I do want to I do want to point out that there are moments when this is where I am I am afraid Lord what what's going to happen here I mean I want to act like I'm just this solid all the time faith if I die. look during all this COVID things that we've been dealing with over the past several yeah. months you know you know. We've emotionally had, been all over the map with that. Yes, I, I have. have. I, I have. have too. And there have been moments when we're talking in the office and what I have said is, you know what? I just wish that I would just go ahead and get this thing. And if I die, I die. You know, hey, I mean, I'm going to the Lord. I'm ready. It's wonderful. And then there were moments when I was exposed and I thought, oh, no, what if I die? <laughs> and all that yeah. faith I had yesterday about, hey, if I die, I die. No biggie. I'm ready. All of a sudden, no, now I'm kind of afraid. And so... I want to be honest. And I, I appreciated you bringing that up yesterday. I want to be honest. I, I can I can tell you all the time, I don't care if I die, but there are moments when I really do. What do I do? I can bring that fear to God. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I can even ask him. And this is one of the things about this psalm that actually surprised me, probably even more than some of the things I'll throw out as shocking. And that is almost everywhere in the psalms when there is this don't let me die, mm-hmm. it is tied to because in death I can't praise you. Right. And right. that is not in this psalm. No, it's not. In this psalm, it's just straight up, I need you. I'm going to die if you don't do something about this. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's one of the great blessings of the psalms is that we see these saints in these moments that we think, if I have one of these moments, that means I'm ob- automatically a bad person. Yeah. 
David's not automatically a bad person here. No. David is a, a saint that is living life with God. And here's this moment. And yeah. what does he do with it? Yeah. He takes it to God. He takes it to God looking for uh, encouragement, the enlightening, the help, okay, to, to uh, what? Overcome, I guess, this fear of death. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Edwin, how does God help us to overcome a fear of death? Well, interestingly, in this psalm, we don't see exactly what God does, but he certainly gets back to faith. You you brought that up. This psalm does end in an an anchored faith. And we'll probably say this a couple of times this week. Even at the beginning, though, if we look closely, this psalm actually starts in faith. Even though the first couple of verses sound like a lack of faith, what is he doing? Mm -hmm. He's He's praying. praying. And so for all his, you forsaken me, and why am I counseling with myself, and why am I just, but he's praying. He is praying, yeah. Because what that is, is there's the faith even in the midst of this. And so through the prayer, he does get to this great place of faith. I'm going to keep trusting. I'm going to keep trusting. Now, I think we, oh, I'm sorry, you're about to say something. Go ahead. No, I was just, and and I was going to say. (laughs) Were you going to say, get to the point, Ed, when we're running out of time? Well, I was was going to say that... uh, of course, Jesus is the one that provides us the great hope for victory over death because in his resurrection, we are blessed to live on this side of the cross and, and the empty tomb, which which David didn't, you know, yeah. he, he didn't have that. It was it was all looking forward in the Psalms in the days of David. Uh, yeah, that you, you foresaw where I was heading because I was about to say we, we have something better. Mm. We, we have something that says when I get to these moments, I can remember that Jesus has conquered death. Amen. I can remember that he faced death and through death defeated death and defeated the devil who had power over death. I'm I'm referring to Hebrews chapter 2 verses what 14 through 16. Sure. He did that and so when I have these moments I can go there. Mhm. David brings his prayer to God without that, without knowing about that, but I know about that. And so, again, it's those two things that I want to hold in my hands. And that is, one, I have these moments where these fears are very real. Yeah. And I can find in the psalm, here's what I can do with that. I'm not the only one. I'm not the first one. I won't be the last one. But I am reminded of the second thing. And that is, the fear of death is unnecessary for me because I have a king that's already conquered it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, we hope that uh, you're encouraged looking at Psalm 13 with us today. Send us an email. Let us know what you're learning from God's Word, the text. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. We're going to conclude with a word of prayer. Evelyn, why don't you lead us? Lord God, we pray for your help because we know that every single one of us is going to die. I know that I'm going to die. It may be today, it may be tomorrow, it may be before this episode even airs. But Lord, you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Your son is my shepherd who leads me in paths of righteousness for your name's sake. And I know that he is carrying me from the pasture to the palace. He is bringing me to your home. And I look forward to that. I don't always think like that, and so I pray that you would hold on to my hand and drag me even through my own very moments of weakness. But Lord, may I always look to you with the faith that this psalmist had that continues to pray to you even in the midst of my fears. I love you, Lord. Thank you for loving us first. Through your son Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. 
You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day. Well,